Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Iowa Caucuses special coverage on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. I hope you are safe and secure somewhere good today. Uh, this is not the day you want to be out and about. Uh, we'll continue to cover the weather, traffic. Uh, here on KSL News Radio, stay tuned for updates as we go throughout the day today. Uh, and I have to tell you, it was uh, it was a little bit of a, a head scratcher for me. I woke up this morning at uh, 4:20 a.m. anticipating a brutal shoveling of our awful driveway, uh, only to find that we didn't have a single snowflake on our driveway in Cedar Hills this morning. Uh, but I got ready, headed up, and of course, as soon as I hit Timpanogos Highway, I realized the rest of the world is uh, having quite a snowstorm. So it was a little bit of a white-knuckle one, uh, bright and early here, but uh, hopefully you have been able to hunker down or get where you need to go today. And uh, interesting, the uh, the storm itself is uh, pretty indicative of everything that's going on around the country today. Uh, we're going to check in on a, a number of different things as we go through the program today. Fast to 60 minutes in radio as always. And we're going to help you divide the rage from the reason, especially on a day like today, and uh, really help you make the news make sense. And uh, just a, a quick live update uh, currently happening on the in the well of the United States Senate. Uh, President Trump's defense team is making their closing arguments. And if you're just tuning in today, Each side uh, has two hours allotted for closing arguments. The House managers uh, delivered about 57 minutes worth of closing arguments to start the day. uh, And then they uh, yielded. uh, Actually, they didn't yield. They reserved their time. And so they can come back and and use that remaining uh, hour and three minutes if they so choose. Uh, They'll have a chance to get the last word. Uh, so the interesting thing now will be what do the does the president defense team do? Do they uh, use all two hours that have been allotted or do they cut it short, uh, feeling that they have uh, won the victory with the uh, vote on Friday, that there will not be additional evidence or witnesses and uh, move things along a little more swiftly towards a vote? And and it's always interesting, the uh, the, the idea that you should just keep talking because you can <laughs> – is always a bad strategy when it comes to legal stuff. Uh, once you've made the argument or won the point, the idea is to be quiet and sit down. Uh, a lot of uh, d- mistakes are made uh, by legal folks when they uh, continue to talk when they should just stand down and, and be done. So we'll continue to monitor that as we go through the day. We are going to hit during our uh, last segment today. You don't want to miss this. Uh, I'm going to go through and and talk about what happened over the weekend as it relates both to Senator Romney and to Senator Lee and talk about this idea that you can have two people on opposite ends of an issue, both stand on principle and both be okay. And so you don't want to miss that. We'll do that at 1150 today. Uh, Also coming up in our next segment, uh, next two segments, actually, I had the chance to have a, a great discussion uh, with Jim Bridenstine. Jim Bridenstine is the head of NASA, the administrator for uh, NASA and our space program. 
had a great opportunity to uh, sit down and have a chat with him. Uh, covered a wide range of things in terms of NASA and America's space program, what it means, and most importantly, what comes next. There are some exciting things on the horizon that I think might just recapture the imagination of the American people when it comes to NASA. Uh, so you want to stick around. Uh, make sure you uh, are with us at 1120 and 1135, two-part segment with uh, the uh, administrator for NASA, Jim Bridenstine. Great guy, uh, former congressman from Oklahoma, I got to know him when I was back in D.C. as a chief of staff, and uh, he's one of the good guys and doing some really good things, really important work uh, there at NASA that we'll talk about coming up in just a few. I want to get to Iowa, as we uh, indicated in our sounder. It is Iowa caucus day today. So all eyes to Iowa as it relates to the presidential nomination process. Of course, President Trump is uh, well on his way there, nothing standing in his way when it comes to Iowa. The Democrats, on the other hand... It is going to be an interesting night in Iowa. And so a couple of things to, to keep in mind. The, one is the way this process works. Uh, this is a caucus, and so there will be speeches, there will be interaction, there will be opportunities to persuade. Uh, Iowa is one of those really fascinating uh, indicators of uh, groupthink. <laughs> it's also interesting in terms of uh, human interaction, and we'll be watching that all as we go through the day today. Uh, but they will have a first round of voting. And, and when I say voting, it's basically, all right, if you're for Senator Sanders, go stand in this corner. If you're for Senator Warren, go stand over here. If you're for uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, go stand in this space. And that's literally what you do. Then they count up all those as votes. Uh, historically, they have not shared those numbers. Because what happens is any candidate that doesn't hit the threshold, they call it the viability threshold of 15%. If you don't hit that, then uh, you need to go and stand with somebody else. So let's say, for example, that uh, you were with Amy Klobuchar. Let's say that Senator Klobuchar doesn't get to 15% in that first round. Then you would need to go choose, take your second choice. So would you go stand with Mayor Pete's group? Would you go over to Joe Biden's group? Uh, and so that will take place. And there could actually be another round depending on uh, how the numbers go. So there's a, a lot of ways that people will claim victory tonight in Iowa. And it used to be it used to be they, they would say, you know, there's only one or maybe two tickets out of Iowa. It was really this strong indication in terms of, you know, who was going to be the nominee for the party. Uh, but I think that's really changed, and particularly this year where you have people like uh, Mayor Bloomberg, who is just skipping Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina, the early states, altogether. Uh, so so that's going to be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Now, just some perspective here, uh, because while the nation does focus, hyper-focus, I think, on Iowa, you need to remember this. There are only 41 delegates up for grabs in Iowa. And if you're going to secure the nomination, you need at least 1,990 delegates. So this is a very, very, very small percentage of the delegates you're going to need to win. In fact, the uh, the first four combined are pretty small. You have Iowa's got 41, New Hampshire 24, Nevada 36, and South Carolina's 54. But then you get to March 3rd, Super Tuesday, and there are 1,357 votes Uh, or delegates up for grabs on Super Tuesday, which includes Utah, by the way. Utah will play an interesting role there. We know Mayor Bloomberg's been spending a lot of money here in the state of Utah on ads. So it will be interesting to see how his strategy rolls. So, again, if you just compare Iowa 
41 delegates with the 1,300 delegates that will be up for grabs one month from today. One month from today, that'll all happen. And so it's going to be fascinating to just see how all of that uh, plays out in the days and weeks ahead. I think as we look at Iowa, I think it's going to come down to this. I actually think that uh, Senator Sanders is likely to win the night uh, just because he has a, a base that is active and engaged and will show up on a Monday night in Iowa in the middle of winter. Uh, I think then you get into this interesting game, which is the game of who is your second choice. And I think Mayor Pete is is winning the second choice battle. So I think he might even sneak up after that second round uh, and snag second there. And then I think you'll have Joe Biden will end up third and Elizabeth Warren or maybe even Amy Klobuchar. Because she's going to I think if she can get to 15 percent in the first round, then she could do some interesting things. Uh, but I, I think those uh, top four are going to remain about the same. And I think there's five tickets coming out of Iowa this year. I think that uh, Biden, Buttigieg, uh, Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, and Amy Klobuchar all make it out of Iowa. They will all be on the debate stage this coming Friday, along with Mayor Bloomberg. The Democrats changed the rules uh, to allow him on the stage, which has made some of those uh, candidates none too happy that he'll be uh, joining the stage with a change of rule. And then they'll be on to New Hampshire next Monday. So a lot to watch for, a lot to cover there. Uh, I think the biggest message for all of us is don't hyperventilate about Iowa this year. Uh, Let's see what happens. Let's see if anyone gets any interesting momentum coming out of it. And then the big test, as always, is can you parlay it into something else? So uh, we'll continue to watch Iowa. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio throughout the day, throughout the evening, as we update uh, those results and move that forward. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside. When we come back... My interview with the head of NASA, Jim Bridenstine. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.